الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون صدق الله العظيم most respected students of deen mothers and sisters in islam we are very quickly coming towards the mubarak days of ramadan towards the time which has been given tremendous importance in deen unfortunately we don't develop that kind of enthusiasm for Ramadan before it comes like we have for many functions and occasions that we have from time to time in our families whatever else when there is some function to happen in our family, in our home there is some wedding to take place there is a jalsa of some sort there is some other function to happen then this is something which brings about a lot of excitement from before, anticipation, a lot of preparation, great deal of uh, thought and efforts go into it, all because there is some function to take place. What is that function all about? It might be just a family get-together. It might be a wedding, some nikah. The wedding too is something... The word wedding is simply a translation of the word nikah, but it is best, rather we just say nikah, because wedding has taken on a different concept in our times. Wedding has taken on a completely different meaning. When a person hears the word wedding, then there is a certain picture that comes into the mind of the common person that a wedding is something where certain type of activities take place, various kinds of uh, things will happen there, the manner in which it will take place. person talks of a wedding and there's a hall, the picture of a hall comes in the mind and the picture of all the other things that happen in that hall come to mind and nowadays, unfortunately, every other day, person hears about more shocking things that go on in these halls when weddings take place, the kind of haram that is indulged in, the music that is being played there and everybody is listening, the intermingling, and each time it seems to get worse, the dancing that's carrying on nowadays, there is somebody mentioned some wedding to take place till two, three months from now about four months from now, already there are several young girls of that family that are undergoing or rather have undertaken dancing classes. They are going for dancing classes in order to be prepared to whatever they are going to do on that for that wedding. Now can we imagine that somebody is part of this 
they're going for this kind of dancing classes, which is everything to do with shaitan. And now this has already started. And these Mubarak days and nights are coming. When a person is into something, then that person's heart and mind starts working in that direction also. Now obviously that dancing doesn't go without, go without music. So that music now is going to be occupying the mind, occupying the heart. And Allah Ta'ala's rahmat is going to be descended. But now somebody who has blocked off that rahmat, they've shut the doors to that rahmat by occupying their hearts and minds with this evil. So what a deprivation. What a deprivation. And imagine somebody is now busy in that kind of situation learning how to dance around and jump around like some kind of animal. And in that time, moth comes. Has it not happened? Have these kind of things not taken place? Has some disasters not happened in some clubs where they were all children involved at that time, children meaning youngsters, young people, 12 years old, 13 years old, 20 years old, there have been these incidents in our country, not far off from us, where the school holidays just started and everybody crammed into some kind of club or disco, whatever it was, and there was some disaster, something happened, and people ran for their lives. There was a stampede, and many young people lost their lives. Those people were also just at that time busy with all kinds of, way they are, what a place they are in, and they got trampled inside a disco. Their life came out inside a disco. Allah Ta'ala give them Maghfirat also. Allah Ta'ala forgive us and forgive them. But is this a kind of place or this kind of activity something that a person likes to meet Allah Ta'ala in? Likes to have his life taken out in such a place or during such an activity or in such a manner where all haram is taking place? So this is actually inviting the wrath of Allah Ta'ala that you're going to make a display of our guna, of our sin. In the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Sallallahu says that everyone in my Ummah will be forgiven. Kullu Ummati Mu'afan illa al-mujahireen. The Hadith of Bukhari Sharif. That everyone in my Ummah will be forgiven. But those who are open sinners, flagrant sinners, they're not concerned about even one is a person does something but he's ashamed he's afraid and he's doing it secretly, that is bad also, is very bad. But when a person is openly, blatantly, is inviting people to come and see how I have been spending these months and weeks and Allah knows best how long practicing this haram and now see this haram for yourself and inviting the whole world and these things then get videoed which is a sin upon sin and then who wasn't there also gets to see it later. So now the sin is then circulated and the worst thing is, people are actually proud over that sin. Allahumma fazna, la hawla wa la quwata illa billah. That is something if a person really feels proud over it, and then doesn't even regard that sin as a sin, then that is the negation of iman. If the person doesn't even regard the sin as a sin, actually starts justifying that sin, doesn't regard it as a sin. A clear sin, and a person feels that nothing wrong with it, it's fine, it's Okay, it's okay. In fact, people start giving some kind of 
justification for it, then the person's iman is on the line. So, these are things that are unfortunately happening and the issue is that this, now, when it, things go to this level, that there is open sin, people are invited to watch the sin, people are invited to become part of it, and nobody gives a second thought to it, this is what invites the wrath of Allah Ta'ala. All these various things that we are facing, it's not one particular thing, a host of things are happening, all these things contribute tremendously towards these kind of situations, the difficulties, people are suffering, droughts, other calamities, hardships, there is no sukur, no peace, people are in turmoil, anxiety, and every kind of difficulty that can be thought of on a dini front during in our uh, worldly issues, in so many different ways, all this is due to our engagement and our involvement in open sin especially, and other things as well. So, one is to be the inviters to such sin, the other is to be participating in it, because we were invited, how can I get left out, so I got to be there as well, whatever is happening, the spheres are happening, and all these things are happening, how can I get left out, so now I got to be part of all what's happening, and whatever is happening is inviting the wrath of Allah Ta'ala, then let it come down on me also, Na'uzubillah. This is what we are, so to say, saying, with our actions, though we might not say it with our words, but our actions are so to say, saying that I'm not really concerned now, this is a very dangerous thing. So we digressed, this thought just came on the note of that the Mubarak days are coming and we need to prepare for this. We need to move forward. We don't unfortunately show that kind of importance and enthusiasm and preparation for the Mubarak month of Ramadan, like we show for other things in our homes, our families, some functions, let alone things that are of importance, like a nikah taking place is an important thing obviously, and uh, therefore there would be some kind of uh, work, effort that goes into doing whatever is necessary. If somebody's daughter is going to be getting married, so to send her off, somebody's son is going to get married, so there's some things to do in terms of the walima. So obviously there is little bit of things, though nikah itself is a very, very simple thing, we make it difficult. There are no difficulties that deen has placed upon us, but people make it difficult and make it so difficult that they thereafter then are holding their heads and they are now making all kinds of issues, but they themselves brought it upon themselves. All the expenses that were incurred which were not necessary. But just because everybody is doing it in a certain style, we got to do it accordingly also. And incurring debts upon debts, whether there are no debts also, then to its wastage of the wealth that Allah Ta'ala has given us. So, again we digressed into that same point, but what we are talking about is that that preparation that is made, there is some necessary level of preparation, but we show far, far more importance and more time and effort is given into these occasions compared to such a great occasion like the month of Ramadan. This is a major, major occasion. And unfortunately, many people prior to the month of Ramadan, their preparation for the month of Ramadan, 
preparation in inverted commas is that now do whatever you want for the next few days, few weeks, whatever is left before Ramadan. Just go and have a good time, good time in big inverted commas, which actually refers to a bad time. The concept of a good time, na'uzubillah, many people's concept of a good time, in inverted commas good, is actually very, very bad. Because what they are referring to as having a good time is meaning involvement in sin, na'uzubillah. Involvement in things that are displeasing to Allah Ta'ala. That is not a good time. That is a terrible time. But just that this is the deception from shaitan, that in the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Islam actually warned us about this. كَيْفَ بِكُمْ إِذَا رَأَيْتُمُ الْمُنْكَرَ مَعْرُوفَ وَالْمَعْرُوفَ مُنْكَرَ What will become your condition? Nabi Islam said to the Ummah. What will be your condition? Such a terrible time to come. That when you will see the good as bad, and the bad as good, the good things will be boring. That's how you'll regard it. This is very boring now. What I'm going to be sitting here and reciting Tasbih and reciting Quran Sharif is Ramzan now, but now it's boring now. And the bad things will be good to go and roam around somewhere, to go and unnecessarily be going to places, to go and roam around in the halls and malls, and to be doing all other kinds of things. That will be good. That will be fine. And there will be justification for it also. You cannot become a hermit. These are the kind of comments will be made. You cannot become a hermit. You can't just be expected to be sitting one place all the time. Now these are the justifications. And the good things to stay within the home, to be engaged in ibadat, to be making khidmat. And nobody said that one cannot be happy and some light-heartedness, other things that are of a pleasant nature, but within the limits of shariat. But all that becomes boring for us. Now this is the prediction that Nabi Wasallam made. When the good will be seen as bad, and the bad will be seen as good. Meaning this will be a very terrible time. This will be a, ter- a very, very challenging moment. And that is the situation that we are currently facing. That when the negative things, that is what we are inclined to. And we want to do. And we are giving justification for it. So our preparation needs to start in earnest for the Mubarak month. We are already on the doorstep of Shaban. Shaban itself is a very Mubarak month. Nabi Islam used to fast excessively in the Mubarak month of Shaban. And the amount of amal should increase. Comes the 15th of Shaban, inshallah, that will be discussed sometime later. All these Mubarak days coming in. So, this is something to start focusing on from now. When a person there is some function to take place, he starts cleaning up. That function sometimes is going to last just one hour, two hours, half a day, one day. But he starts cleaning up in earnest. Gives the house a new paint, coat of paint. Starts making everything spick and span. This is what we need to start doing as well. And the first thing we need to clean out is, clean out our hearts. Our hearts need to be cleaned out. This is the priority. Because when you want to put something clean and pure into a container, into a vessel, the first thing you do is look into it and see if it is clean. Even if it was washed, it was kept on the shelf, kept properly turned over so that nothing gets into it, dust doesn't fall into it, then to a person rinses it. And then too he still looks into it to see that, and this is sunnah as well, that before drinking from any utensil, etc., to look into it first. So, 
the first thing to do is clean it out. Now the person wants to pour that pure milk in it, and he has first cleaned it out, then that milk will not get contaminated. Likewise, we want to bring the pure milk of Ruhaniyat, of the strength of the, of the, the, we want to bring the Noor from the side of Allah Ta'ala into our hearts. Now in order to bring this, first we must rinse our hearts out, clean it out, scrub it out, and we have so much to do, we have to scrape it out as well, all the dirt and filth. So rinsing is a very, very small issue that won't be sufficient and adequate in our conditions. We will have to do a lot of scrubbing and scraping to clean the heart out of the dirt that has accumulated, that has become grime, that has become attached and stuck to our hearts, spiritual hearts. And now this Mubarak month of Ramadan is coming and we want to pour this pure noor into our hearts. How is going to mix with all the filth and dirt? We have to start scraping and scrubbing from now. All this illicit things that have crept into our hearts. And this is such a dangerous thing, such a dangerous thing. Just to understand the danger of this. And if we don't take steps to clean ourselves from this filth, we don't take steps to purify our hearts. And don't give it the due importance. This is such a dangerous thing. One person wrote very recently that I'm caught up in this illicit love. And the other part of it is that the person regarding whom this person has been caught up with in that person's illicit love, that person is not even interested. So one person is overcome by this illicit love. From the other side, there isn't even any interest. Whether the interest is just because of any other reason, or inshallah it is because of deen. That this is the wrong thing, Allah Ta'ala's wrath will come. But now this person didn't make any effort to stop the haram thoughts in the mind, to prevent this illicit thoughts from getting deeper and deeper. person actually entertained it, is making efforts to try and incline the next person towards oneself and doing all kinds of filthy and evil things in order to try and build up that haram relationship. Now where has this reached? Now, the person writes and says that, that I am, now na'uzubillah, this is a statement the person says. Now finally the person decided to get some kind of advice from somewhere. So he writes up, and says, I am in this condition currently, that if I, my, my life has to leave now. person is explaining the condition very openly, not holding back anything, because finally it has dawned that I need to come out of this. This has dawned, alhamdulillah, that's the very positive thing. That when a person is sinking, then you need to take the help that is available out there. Many, many people are out there ready to assist. But a person says that now, you know what, it's going to be embarrassing if I'm going to take help. So I'd rather just keep falling. I'd rather just go and crash somewhere. It's okay. But now when that crash happens, then it leaves such a stink that it will be very difficult to repair the damage. 
But now we rather so-called, so-called embarrassment in front of one person, we rather undertake that, whereas nobody looks down upon us if we are asking for help. Nobody feels negatively about someone who is asking for help. Rather they feel positively towards a person that subhanallah, look at this person, whatever has happened, but here is a person seeking Allah Ta'ala. Here is a person trying to get closer to Allah Ta'ala. So everything possible is done to assist that person. So in any case, what we are talking about is that the person who wrote about this illicit love that they fell in. And they say that my condition is such that right now if I have to start dying, my life starts ebbing out of me. I realize I am dying now. I am passing away. I am going to leave this world. So the person says that my last words will be a message of love to this person. Na'uzubillah. Can we think about this carefully? Can we see where this leads a person to? That every Muslim, this is his desire, his wish, his concern, his hope, his dua. That when my last moments come, the kalima must be on my tongue. When my last moment comes, then the love of Allah Ta'ala must be at its peak in my heart. When my last moment comes, then I must, my heart must be filled with hope towards Allah Ta'ala. I must be attached to Allah Ta'ala. Now this is the way every mu'min wants to leave the dunya. And that is why this khatma bil khair, this good ending, this dua for a good ending we regularly make. Now this is what should be the condition of the heart that whatever we are, we are very weak, we are sinful, we have a lot of problems that we need to sort out. But despite all that, this is our hope, this is our wish, this is our desire, this is our effort also. We have to make an effort for that too. That our ending must be good. And the kalima must be on our tongue. Here a person is saying that I know my condition, that if I am going to be dying, what is that going to help? It's not going to help in any way. And to start off with that, Beloved is not even interested. And he's saying that this is how deep this has got into me. That if my life starts ebbing off, the last words is going to be a message to that beloved. Na'uzubillahi min zalik. Na'uzubillahi min zalik. Allahumma fazna. Allah Ta'ala protect us. But this is the danger. This is fire. This is fire. We should not play with fire. When fire, we put our hand in the fire before we know it, it's going to be burning everything. And then if a person doesn't run without any hesitation and dive into water, then it's a matter of moments sometimes that everything will get burnt. So likewise, this haram is a fire. And a person first touches that fire with his hands, just touches it with his eyes, just touches it with his ears, just touches it in just a outward way thinking that this is at, you know, from a distance it is. But when a person touches it, then this fire sometimes instantly reaches the heart. And when this fire creeps into the heart, then it's a very difficult thing. Though those who have made the effort, they've taken advice from some elder, some senior, the asatiza the mu'allimas, whoever it might be, they went and took some advice, then this fire also, with the help of Allah Ta'ala, with His grace, with His mercy, was extinguished. 
And the love of Allah Ta'ala was created in that heart. There are many, many examples of such people around. There were so many people that had a completely different life. They were deep in all these kinds of evils. So many people who had come into contact with the Muhammad and those examples are living in front of us. Their lives changed completely. Their lives took a turn for the better. 360 degrees they turned around. And they became such good examples that they became an inspiration for others. So this is something that can happen when a person undertakes the right procedure. But the point is that this is fire. So we don't play with fire. And can we see where this has led somebody? That Allah's tawfiq that the person decided to now take a step forward and start seeking some advice and inshallah with effort things will clear out but this is how dangerous it can become. And imagine now before asking for the help somewhere, before taking the advice, now moth really starts coming. And now moth is coming in that condition that the person's heart is so deep in haram, is so deep in that illicit love, that that person is saying that my last message will be a message of love to this person. So, this is what we have to clean out of our hearts. We have to scrape out all this. We have to remove all this filth and dirt. And the start of that is to remove all the means that are bringing in this filth and dirt into our hearts. Move these means far away from us. Don't have it anywhere close by. Because when that fire is burning close by, then sometimes the sparks just fly and a person doesn't intend to put his hand in the fire also, but the fire catches him. So all the things that cause this fire to be lit in the heart. People are fond of looking at all kinds of things. Every other person looking at some clips. What is this clips? Clips of all kinds of things. Because now every person got a phone in the hand. And now they go to see all these clips. What kind of clips? Clips that are not clipping but chopping up the iman. Clips that are not clipping but chopping up haya. And they are chopping away and gnashing away at a person's health also, at his peace also, at everything. Many people are becoming nervous wrecks. But where it's starting off from, while there are other reasons for that, for this kind of condition as well, but in many cases the reason is the involvement in haram. Because the involvement in haram keeps the heart in turmoil. They can never be sukoon and never be peace from haram. And shaitan puts the person in this cycle that now because of the unease, because of the restlessness, because of the situation that the person is feeling, the turmoil in the heart. Now where did that come from to start off with? Now this is not a general rule, but a person involved in haram, then in his case this has come from the haram. Now that came from the haram. So now when a person is uneasy, the person is restless, the person is feeling all kinds of uh, parashani and whatever, bewilderment and restlessness. So now the person wants to pacify oneself, wants to find some kind of peace somewhere. So what shaitan says, you see what you what you do now is, you this, this movie, you watch this movie, you'll feel comforted. So now the movie was what caused the problem. So now it's like a person put the finger in the fire and now started burning. 
So shaitan is saying, you see, you want comfort, then don't leave only your finger in the fire, put your whole hand in the fire. You see, you want comfort, now you only got your finger in the fire, so what you do is you jump in the fire. Now that is shaitan's trap. That what is actually the cause of the pain, what is the cause of the restlessness, what is the cause of that problem, shaitan is now dragging the person to jump headlong into the problem. So from haram they can never be sukoon. Allah Ta'ala says, Allah bi dhikrillahi tatma'innul qulub. That with the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala, the obedience of Allah Ta'ala is the greatest remembrance. And together with that, the verbal remembrance. With the verbal and the practical remembrance of Allah Ta'ala, to the hearts get peace. So the hearts get peace from what? From the obedience and from the dhikr of Allah Ta'ala. So the opposite will be for the opposite. The hearts get peace out of zikr, then gunah will be the means of restlessness. If zikr is the means of peace, zikr in all its forms, verbally, practically, that's complete zikr. So obedience to Allah Ta'ala brings tranquility. So disobedience, whether it is with the eyes, whether with the ears, whether with the tongue, whether with the hand, whatever it might be, with the heart, disobedience, this will bring the opposite, this will bring restlessness, this will bring turmoil, this will bring all kinds of issues. So, this is the cleaning process we have to undertake with urgency. That we remove all this from our hearts. Now imagine the month of Ramadan comes and our hearts are still filled with all this. Now the person doesn't have any inclination to Quran Sharif because all these things kill these inclinations. There is a very, very sweet drink. But a person has mixed up so much of poison in it. So what is going to be the taste? It will be extremely bitter. So likewise, the ibadat etc. That is all the sweetness. Now the month of Ramadan makes a person start wanting to get inclined towards ibadat, towards tilawat, towards zikr, towards dua, towards istighfar. But now if this bitterness is still there, in the heart of the sins, of the evils, of what we look at, what we listen to, what we do, then the heart is now going to be more caught up in this bitterness and therefore is not going to get inclined towards the sweetness because it's blocked. So therefore we need to remove this, these things from our hearts. So then the month of Ramadan comes, there will be that inclination, there will be that drive to be reciting Quran Sharif, to be making zikr, making dua, making khidmat also, and spending the time at night in ibadat as much as we can, trying to uh, get closer to Allah Ta'ala in every way that we can, uh, there will be this drive, there will be this enthusiasm, this eagerness. And if we don't make the effort from now, we don't start scraping and removing all these blockages, all these things that have the grime that has settled on our hearts, then the month of Ramadan will come and go and nothing will change. Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us from that. So we need to start becoming very conscious about this. What is the way that we are going to work towards the scraping, towards this removal of all this grime? So in the month of Ramadan itself, among the things that have been very, very strongly emphasized is the excessive recitation of istighfar.
لا إله إلا الله and istighfar. So that istighfar is one of the primary things that we are going to start with from now. Very deeply. Very deeply istighfar, zikr, tasbihat, even if a person did it without concentration, without the presence of the mind, even then it is still going to benefit him. Even without the presence of the mind, without concentration, any zikr made, any tasbih made, therefore that too we should not shirk from. Person is driving, person is walking, person is doing some work, person is doing something else. But now and again, keep some tasbih on the tongue, some zikr on the tongue. Once in a while, every few minutes, two, three times, subhanallah, person said also, it's a very great thing. But when a person does it with that presence of mind, with the heart in it, then it multiplies the benefit hundreds of times, thousands of times maybe. So, when a person has the, he's got something to do which will bring some profit. So, he's going to bring a profit, but now somebody says, well, I'll just, doesn't matter, I make five rand profit, is fine, is enough. And another person from the same thing, he can make five million rand profit. Now, when a person has the opportunity from the same effort, from the same uh, work to be done, and make five million rand profit, then why should he content himself with five rand? Who does that from us? That when we can make a huge profit, or get some huge dunya benefit, we are still content on the very small things, and say, I don't want the rest. No, we all go headlong for the big thing. So likewise, that little effort to put the heart into it, to put the mind into it, to do it consciously. This is like that now, five million rand profit. There will be profit in any case. In the zikr of Allah Ta'ala, in the tasbihat, there is profit in any case. So a person shouldn't lose out on any amount of the profit. But by a little bit more effort, to do it with the consciousness, with the presence of the mind, concentrating on what we are doing from the heart, and that benefit will multiply many, many, many times. So this istighfar that we are to do, this is the effort to also make. That to try and do it consciously. One is, we will do it while walking, we will do it while uh, traveling, we will do it in other times too. We should continue with that. But together with that, set aside some time from now, daily. Even for a start, just two, three minutes. Just two, three minutes for a start. But very deeply from the depth of the heart, Astaghfirullah, 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 from the depth of the heart, and with remorse in the heart, with regret, Ya Allah, what have I done? How could I have done such a thing? Ya Allah, all your bounties and ni'mads, countless bounties, Ya Allah, you granted me all these bounties and ni'mads, if I didn't have these bounties, what would have been my condition? There are millions of people out there in the world, how they are suffering, they don't have a home to stay in, their roof is the sky, their bed is the bare ground, they don't have sufficient food to eat for the day. They have to stand in long queues for just one little bit of food. And whether they get to eat or not, they don't have water. They have, and Allah forbid, worse than that is, those who are deprived of deen. They don't have iman. They don't have deen. They don't know what is haya. They don't know anything about Allah. They don't know anything about Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So what a terrible calamity they are in. Ya Allah, you've blessed me with so much. And despite all your bounties and blessings, how much I have disobeyed you, 
how much I have gone against your commands, I have broken your commands. Ya Allah, the gift of eyes you blessed me with. If I was blind, I couldn't have seen anything. Ya Allah, you gave me eyes to see. But how I have abused these eyes, how much haram I have look, looked at. Ya Allah, you forgive me. Ya Allah, with that remorse, with that feeling of regret in the heart, reciting istighfar, astaghfirullah, 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 from the depth of the heart. This is the first step and one of the very important steps of the scraping and cleaning. So we should start off with this in earnest. We start off with it right now. After the dua is made, inshallah, for three minutes, for three minutes we all will remain sitting where we are and with total, first clear the mind out completely of everything else, with total focus towards Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala, with bringing to mind the favors of Allah Ta'ala, innumerable and countless favors of Allah Ta'ala, just in general, Allah Ta'ala's countless favors are showering down upon me, and then just to flash the mind on how I have misused these favors, what a terrible crime I have committed, and with that regret and remorse in our hearts, making this istighfar, this very short and sweet form of istighfar, and, but doing it very consciously, feeling it coming from the depth of the heart, feeling it coming from the recesses of the heart, from every vein of the heart, from every fiber of the heart, feeling that istighfar, cleansing the heart, scraping the heart, washing it, feeling that nur full into the heart. Inshallah, in this manner we will make that istighfar. We'll see what a tremendous difference it makes. The thing is, the consistency, every day we spend the three minutes, and we'll see how this will start bringing a change within us. So, First, now, from now, it will just be three minutes. Inshallah, as time goes, we'll be able to increase it. This is the first aspect about the scraping and cleaning. Allah Ta'ala give me and all of us a tawfiq and enable us to reach the Mubarak month of Ramadan with ease and afiyat. And Allah Ta'ala enable us to take the maximum benefit that before this month of Ramadan come, our hearts are completely cleaned out. We are enthusiastic. We are eager for the Mubarak month. And then we take the maximum benefit and we become the true servants of Allah Ta'ala and become His beloved servants. الله تعالى grant us all the توفيق وآخر دعوانا الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جز الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله ربنا غلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم افتح لنا بالخير واختم لنا بالخير وجعل عواقب أمورنا بالخير بيدك الخير إنك على كل شيء قدير اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان وحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إنا كنا من الظالمين اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا وتب علينا وتب علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه أجمعين والحمد لله رب العالمين إن شاء الله we'll all just first remain sitting where we are and first complete this istighfar for three minutes very deeply from the heart as was described, let us give us topic.